Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right, it's another day. As someone pointed out yesterday, it's today. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum with professional scrum trainers, Ryan Ripley and Todd Miller. We get together each and every day to talk about the latest scrum topics so that hopefully you get better each and every day. Uh, like and subscribe. That's super important right now. We are within 490 subs as of recording of 10,000, which means we open up the merch store and some cool things happen after that. Uh, so like and subscribe, share with your friends, share on social medias. You've almost gotten us there. Thank you so much for the support. Leave us your questions and comments. This actual video today is based on a question that got dropped. Let's jump right into it. Which is better, remote scrum or in-person scrum? <laughs> Oh boy. Um, what do you think, Todd? I think that both can be good and both can be bad. <laughs> I've seen it both ways, right? Cool. All right. Thanks for listening yeah. today. We'll... <laughs> That's, I always, I, I kind of stop opening up like that. Um, I don't so, know. The, yeah. I mean, this is one of those where. Uh, this is feeding into the remote work debate that's been sparked, I think, especially by Google being one of the early um, main tech companies to start calling people back to the office. And so people want to have this discussion about, well, is remote, is remote scrum good? Is in-person scrum good? And I, I'm with Todd on this. They're, they can both be really good. They can both be really bad. If you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have said in-person mm -hmm. uh, without much discussion. But, um, yeah. So, you, you know, I, I'm thinking back to, I mean, I, so I, I worked with one really good team that we were all, um, was, uh, seven total people on the scrum team and we were all in person and that worked really well. Uh, that's one of, um, the, the best teams that I could think of. Um, but another one of the teams that I work with that were, that were really, really good, um, were distributed. Half of the team was in one location. Another team was, uh, the other half was in another location. Uh, and uh, that worked unbelievably well. Um, yeah. um, I've also worked with teams that are in person and it's a struggle just to get them past forming. 
and it never really works out. Um, I've worked with teams the same way remotely. I, I, I don't, I just don't think this is a factor in defining success or not at this point. Right. Yeah. I, I think this is, um, this is what it's a skill, right? Um, I think Johanna Rothman has a really great book on this from chaos to successfully distributed agile teams. Uh, I think there's some really good advice in there. This is one of those where if you've built up this skill of being remote, I mean, for example, like we said yesterday or in the previous episode, Todd and I run a a fairly successful training company fully remote. Mm -hmm. I live in Indiana. Todd Mm -hmm. lives in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're very in we're very rarely together these days, maybe once or twice a year. And we've managed to through the use of of tools. So we use Trello. We use Zoom. We use Mural. We've got some shared space with Google Drive. I mean, we we have some some tools that we use to make it possible for us to work together. I think Scrum teams, especially developers, need to have IDEs that allow for mobbing and pairing uh, remotely. They probably multiple monitors. Everyone needs good cameras, good microphones. Like I think mm-hmm. if the tooling is right, if the equipment is right, this can all work wonderfully well. If if it's not, I think it it becomes more difficult. Uh, with in-person, some of that collaboration is easier. I know some people got mad at me in the comments uh, over the previous uh, remote work episode, but I'll tell you what, it's easier sitting face-to-face than it is over cameras. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not, that, that's just, that's, I, I think about when we were writing the book, Todd, we did a lot of work remote, but how much did we get done sitting together in the same hotel? I, I think the more, most uh, more contentious topics, uh, and I, I say that um, because we could sit down and just hash it out and um, uh, it was just a little bit, it's just a little easier that way, right? Rather than you getting, um, you getting a, uh, uh, you get, you pulling down me, checking some, some stuff in and, modifying it and then me just being like, it's not what I meant. Are you doing the same thing? And us going back and forth and said, we could sit down and just be like, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And you'd expand yeah. upon it. And one of us would be typing. The other one would be kind of thinking as we we're talking, we were basically pair writing, um, yep. which was, which is awesome and awesome practice. I think you can do that remotely. I just don't think it's as easy. Yeah. And it, it gets back to the tools, right? So could we use a Google doc and could we get on cameras? And the answer is yes. Um, did we, did we find that getting together, um, especially during some difficult chapters was beneficial. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so I think it, it's going to be, I think the big lesson there is a hundred percent either way is probably the extremes. I think the hybrid models are going to work well. I, mm-hmm. And maybe you got to get together every once in a while to do be- the great work. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, I think the all or nothing approaches are going to lose but the but the organizations that uh, that recognize the fact that yeah let people go off and be remote that's a good there's good quality of life stuff there but occasionally we need to get together because that's good teaming it's it's and to deal with more the more difficult things that's good too um, I think with all of this Todd the intent is most mm-hmm. important are we being remote as some uh, because of some dogma mm-hmm. are we being in person because of dogma or some like weird arbitrary rule set. Or are we intentionally working in ways that are best for our teams, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, I think that's the more, I think the intentions are are actually more important than anything else. But uh, my goodness, yeah. you just like totally triggered something for me there. And that even if we are a fully remote team, I believe there is still value in every now and then getting together in person, yep. right? Um, I, I do, uh, and 
I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop thinking that way. Yeah. I, and so I think the answer is both can work really well. Hmm. Uh, but when, when, when we go to the extremes and we start working in absolutes, that's when we get into a lot of mm-hmm. trouble. All right. Sounds let like, us know. Sounds like a best practice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, situation, context, and intention, right? Think through those things and make the best decisions for your organization and teams. All right. End screen time. Todd, how should people like and subscribe today? Well, uh, today here in the Northeast rain, it's going to rain. And Mm. so I think that uh, by going out, if it's raining where you are, which hopefully it is, you can run outside, get soaking wet and shake your hands off vigorously in front of your, hopefully not keyboard, grab the mouse, click like, and subscribe. (laughs) I like it. Didn't go as well as I thought, but it worked. Like and subscribe, just as Todd said. Um, hit up the socials. Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter are pretty active. Um, yeah. Videos are going to pop up. It's our two courses. We'll think you'll, we think you'll like them. Free Scrum, work, uh, free Scrum Framework course and Evidence-Based Management EBM course. Check those out. Let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, for Todd Miller and Ryan Ripley, go forward, do some great scrum things, whether you're remote or in person, get an increment shipped each and every sprint and, uh, you're winning and, uh, let us know how that's going. Leave your questions and comments and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and scrum on.